From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls. May I get a drum roll, please? Aliens and... Whoever else lives out there in the universe. If you're in your car, use your steering wheel. If you're listening in your office, use your desk. If you're running, listen to this jogging, just use your own heartbeat. Because <laughs> we have, we have a special really romantic. guest back in this studio, in this podcast. Stephen Acri. Dun, 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 dun. He is back for an update. We, we, we had Stephen on a little over a year ago. He was just coming out of his rookie year. He had 35 transactions in his rookie year. He was pacing for, I think, like 60 or something, and he ended up getting like 75 transactions a second year. We're going to dive into all of that. We're going to dive into what his goals are for this year and, and, and all of that and get an update from Steven. A couple things first. I don't want to start the podcast off with, you know, sad Doom and news. Doom and gloom? But it's a little... I'm going to, I'm going to update oh, the audience on a little bit yeah. of sad news. Producer Mark, Josh. who's been with <laughs> episode me, one dude. of the podcast, he yeah. has moved on. But it's good. It's good for Mark. I want to send out. No, he a, got a amazing, yeah, amazing opportunity. His, uh, like we said on the podcast, I don't think we would have when he was on. He was actually on the podcast a few weeks ago. I don't think I don't think we'd have a podcast without him kind of championing. We wouldn't, man. Championing it. No, we wouldn't. And um, but his you want passion, the real exclusive? He couldn't work with Josh anymore. He's too much of a diva. That's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he told me off record. That's not surprising. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, he, he. That was his, a joke. If his real passion wondering. is animation and motion graphics, and the opportunity to actually do commercials. Yep. Doing animation and motion graphics. So we've got producer Ariel twiddling the knobs, as Boom. I like to say. In the, and in Ariel the is the magic behind my social media. So that's true. You've seen her work. You guys thought that was me. It wasn't me, although. He had nothing to do with it. Yeah, had pretty much nothing to do with it. <laughs> We learned before we went on the podcast yeah. that Luke has never... Th- what did you say? I've never thought before I spoke. No, no. It was, I don't <laughs> think before I speak I most of the time. Before. That's what makes me a good salesman, but sometimes a very uh, insensitive person. <laughs> yeah, but you can sell your way out of it. I, exactly. All exactly. right. Well, another thing that we've been doing lately on the podcast, we've been doing some featured reviews. So I have yes. a couple of reviews to read here. Thank you so much for everyone who has left them recently. These are from August. Down, Down River Brian says, one of my top podcasts that I listen to. I listen to this podcast religiously. Hmm. The topics center around issues and ideas for solopreneurs like me. I appreciate the enthusiasm of the hosts and the guests, as well as the consistency is which, in which it is produced. Thank you very much, Downtown Brian. Dude. Downriver down yes. Brian. Round of applause. If you so would like to have your blush. review read here on the podcast, head on over to iTunes, head on over to Stitcher, Spotify, all the places you can leave reviews. We will read it on the podcast. But the reason we're so excited to have Steven, not only are we going to like get, get caught up, on what he's been doing. But yeah, we, he's been avoiding some of my phone calls lately, too, so I'm really excited uh, to talk to him. But we've tried recording this podcast like five <laughs> times. <laughs> so we That's actually had fault. we had to bring him up from Virginia. He is here in studio because yes. we could not figure out how to do this So thing go to our YouTube channel, and you'll see him in the middle between me and Josh. <laughs> so bring us up to speed, Stephen. How are things going? Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for having me. You bet. Yeah, well, let me frame this. I want to frame up for the people. I, <laughs> no. See, this is me speaking before I think. I want to frame this up for the people that maybe are new to Stay Paid and don't know the story. Steven's my younger brother. He's bigger than me. 
which is kind of, yeah, it's really surprising. Yeah. It's because I had my ACL, um, you know, and I've been off working out for about a week. You know, that's my excuse. But he's my younger brother, and what, I guess two years and nine months, almost three, I guess, three years yeah. ago. Um, Steven and I were talking, and we just, the stars aligned, and we were able to convince Steven to leave his job that he was unhappy with and become a real estate agent. And that was a quite the moment uh, for me, and quite the moment, I'm sure, for Steven. Um, he, I say he had nothing to lose. I, I had everything to lose. But <laughs> <laughs> I convinced him to become a real estate agent, and he had interest in it. And, you know, I'm taking probably too much credit there. But the fact was that it allowed an opportunity for us at our company. If you're wondering, obviously, Reminder Media is the company that produces this podcast. And we work, we'll probably work with just under 40,000 real estate agents yep. this year, helping them with their marketing. Yep. And it was a chance to really, not only have we gotten amazing testimonials over the years, and we've had thousands of different clients. How many clients have we worked with over the years? Over the years, we've worked with over 80,000. Over 80,000 real estate agents In, over the uh, years. In 17 years. In yeah. 17 years. Yeah. And so it just gave us the ability to now, we're really going to put to test the things that we preach, we practice. Because it's one thing, like, if you have your clients having success, but when you push your own family member to, to, to use, <laughs> your, yeah, to use your strategies, not only if it didn't work for Steven, what I always tell people is like, it would have shaken probably my whole belief system. Like it, it was a really risky, risky thing. And then also it probably would have hurt our relationship. You probably would have hated me. But that was not the story that happened. It actually not only worked for our 80,000 plus clients we've worked with, but it actually worked for Steven. And so I just wanted to set up that because I think it's important for everybody to know listening to it. It has been an incredible journey of learning the real estate business from a different side. Josh and I are marketers, salespeople. We're helping people with marketing. We're not real estate agents. We don't live that grind every day. And I've got a chance to taste that grind a little bit through working with Steven. And so that's why I'm excited to do this interview and why we wanted to re-interview him so bad. And we've used his example so many times because it really gave us a chance to really understand the nitty gritty of the business. So with that being said, tell him about, like, give a recap, man, on your three years or two years and eight months into the business now. Talk about like your first year. How many closings did you do your first year? What did you, what did your team look like? Then your second year, how many closes? And now nine months into your third year, kind of. Walk us through that. Yeah, so it's exactly what he just said. I just dived in um, the first year, and Luke pushed me in. I did. Basically, and did uh, 35 transactions. And then second year, uh, boosted that a little bit, did 78. I think. How we, many team members did you have at that time? At that time, I had Kelly and myself. Kelly yeah. and yourself. Okay, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, coming into the mic. Yeah, Ariel, the producer's like, in. Steven, come in. <laughs> Um, so yeah, hired on Kelly, did 78. And Kelly and then, was who? She was your administrator? Or? Yeah, she was an administrative assistant and uh, contract okay. close. Okay, so. awesome. She actually, she's still working with us and she left for a little bit and then ended up coming back to our team and um, she's been helping us um, tremendously. That, that is actually a side point I will make is that Kelly uh, came on the team and everything started flowing really <laughs> like <laughs> nice and then she leaves how many people did we go through? Went through two, two, two more assistants. Two more. We tried to hire wow. two more assistants, and it I was had painful. Like 10, 15 interviews as well. So, I mean, like, there's a painful process of hiring, you know. So, two, we tried to hire two people, 
Both of them didn't work out. So we could do a whole podcast on how do you hire an administrator. Thank our lucky stars, Kelly actually moved back to the area. No so way. she got married, moved away out of the area, then they moved back to the area, and then obviously That's wanted crazy. Her, her job. But I just want to point that out, that it was interesting, like as you're thinking as in the audience right now, you know, hey, I'm, I'm doing well. I want to hire administrative assistant. We got lucky, got Kelly, and then... We, we went through two people, and both of those people failed. Yeah. So it's 35 transactions, 78 transactions dealing with the failure of trying to hire these administrators. Anyways, did yeah. you have any of the buyer's agents on the team at that point? There was no buyer's agents at that time. I think okay. at the very end of the year. Can you can you one. still hear him, Mario? He keeps pulling back from I'm, the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to make sure for the audience. I've know? only done this once, and it wasn't in-house. So <laughs> You can't blame me. But uh, yeah, ended up hiring on Kelly, and um, that was a big part because I'm a salesperson as well. Um, and a big vision person. Um, and so once we did that, automatically knew we needed to expand uh, the team uh, and leverage it out. And so the third year, now we've hired on two buyer's agents and then um, an inside sales rep. And now we're here. Where, where are you at pacing today? Transactions, right? Yeah, 78, so not, yeah. 78 transactions. And that's closed close and, or pending. and pending. Um, and where do you think you're going to end a year? Um, we'll probably end in the 120. 120? Yeah. Okay, why are you not going to end 200? No. <laughs> That's what my broker said. She's, she's always pushing me. Good. Good yeah. for your broker. Yeah, she's, now, awesome. she's like, 120? So, That's way too weak. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to do 120. Yeah. Right? And, and break down for me. So you have you on the team. You have two buyer's agents on the team right now. Yep. You're also our other younger brother, Mark, mm -hmm. joined the team. Yeah, and, and he's doing a lot of the investment side of things. because we have <laughs> I've never heard Josh sing on the podcast before. This is amazing. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you have now Mark. He's dealing with the investment property side yep. of the business. So you're expanding there. So rapid expansion. Let's talk about, because if I'm in the audience right now, yeah. I want to know the details of, okay, how did you go about you know, actually getting from 35 transactions your first year to 78 to on pace to doing 120 and let's focus in on the number one question that everybody answer or ask and wants the answer to, which is, how do I get the leads? Mm. How do I get people that yeah. actually are looking to buy or sell? And let's talk a little bit about that and what you've tried, yeah. what you know, how that journey has been a little bit for you. And yeah, I mean, so when I first got in, it was all about... Um, the four sub owners, the easy leads, you know, easy picking ones, um, expired listings. Um, you can go on Craigslist, Zillow for four sub owners, MLS for the expired listings. And those, those really are a good way to get you into the business, but they're not long-term, obviously. And so every new agent that I've ever you know, trained coming into the business always does the exact same thing, always looks at the low-hanging fruit, which is really good, but then you run out, your pipeline runs out. And so you really got to be focused on the long-term business if you if you really want to get a major amount of transactions. Like which a sustainable is, lead source. Right. Sustainable, and then you can't be focused on the fast relationship business. You've got to be focused on the long-term building relationships with your database, um, your sphere. Um, so I'm curious, so you get in, you start doing FISBOs and expireds. Right. What did that look like? Is that phone calls every single day. Now, yeah. it's kind of interesting. I'm doing the interview. <laughs> I kind of know the answer, but I want to yeah. dig deep into this because I want the audience to really know, like, guys, take notes in this. 
because we literally like this is what he did. It's the playbook. That, yeah. yeah, that literally generated the deal. So yeah. you would collect them off of Craigslist, you said, for sale by owners on yeah. Zillow, obviously, too. Well, I think I think the big part to take away is that we're always focused on that instantaneous gratification. And that's with every lead source that you have. So we talked about, you know, Zillow, our force of owners and expireds. We're always going at it like we got to win this person on the phone. And I do love that. You should try to close every time. But if you're not focused on the long term building relationship with that person, Mm. um, you know, the no like and trust um, of that then if you can't get them to know you and then like you and then trust you, you're never going to win. And you can do that every once in a while with four sub owners, but honestly, even four sub owners, if you want to win them on a a big level, you got to know that it's over a long period of time. Are you dreading the thought of making cold calls? Regardless of your experience level, cold calling can be one of the toughest parts of your job. But at the end of the day, it's also one of the best ways to get new customers. If you want to learn how to get better at cold calling and close more deals, go to ReminderMedia.com forward slash cold calling and download our guide to cold calling for free. That's ReminderMedia.com forward slash cold calling. Take action on this today. It's super interesting. We have found, obviously, doing the first sale by owners, the biggest weakness is giving up too soon. Yeah. And it's building. It's almost like I love the know, like, and trust. It's something that we abide by here, obviously. It's the it's building that mind share. It's building What's too soon. Like put a time frame on that. What do you you yeah, mean like great, the, great the feel question. of it? Or are you saying like actually the amount I'm, of time you're prospecting or working? I say the amount of time you're working. What would you say? What, what do you mean by that? Just ask Well, you said again. like giving uh, giving up on the for sale by owners too soon. Does that mean a number of touches where yeah, there's a negative response, or is it like a a amount of time? We back? we pretty much don't give up on them. Until, <laughs> hey, hey, don't give up. There you go. Until they sold. either buy or yeah. die. <laughs> and it, it is true. I mean, every single phone call, if you don't get. Paid that first like annoyance, then you'll never win. So I've never had any phone call with, where they didn't start out completely, you know, annoyed with me. Mm-hmm. And so you just got to push through that and keep calling them. I mean, if you can close them the first time, close them the first time. Be persistent with the close, um, but just know they're probably not going to close the first time. And then that just means you just keep touching them. We generally touch them every week, every week yeah. until they either list with you, list with someone else, or sell their house right, themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Is that? And what's so interesting, right? As you think about the sales process, and this is what I tell sales reps all the time, you have to embrace that you are going to annoy these people. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get over good that, that it, really it is. is yeah. It is. If you can get over that, don't hear me wrong. You're not trying to annoy people. That's what everybody perceives when right. they hear that, that you're calling to sell <laughs> no, someone and annoy thing. them. Yeah. It's a value thing, and that's what you're touching on is right. that – you're calling them to provide value for them. And this idea of no like, and trust is this idea of I want to build a relationship with you to solve a pain point for you. And that pain point is you want to sell this home. Absolutely. And you want to sell it for a certain price. And you want to sell it in a certain time frame. Yep. And heck, I want to help you do that. And I just want to be there when the time's right. Yep. If you don't get success, I want to be there to help you when the time's right. So 
you'd start with Fizbo's expireds, right? You're doing that. How you still do those today? Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, so they're still a great lead source, and you close them out on a higher rate when you have the confidence. And Are you, you calling know your every Fizbo expired that you can get your hands on? Uh, pretty much, yeah. And we That's what I we really only use Zillow and um, signs that we see. You know, every okay. time we see a sign. You don't use Craigslist by. as much and anymore. We use Craigslist every once in a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, now you, because um, I want to point this out, because I want this to be technical as well. The software you use for phone calls. Can you walk people through? Yeah. Didn't you buy a dialer? Like so we we tried out a bunch of different dialers. Okay. Um, the one I like the most is Red X, just because it's super user friendly. Uh, but we've used Mojo, and I think it's Land Voice or something like that. Um, did that uh, Red on. X provide you the ability to buy the leads yeah, too? Absolutely. So buy the mm-hmm. uh, yeah. first sale by owners. Did you I find that to be good? Or? They're pulling their data from different platforms, so. Most of the four sub owners that are out there are going to be free on Zillow, so we just stop paying for Red X because they don't find. I can't see how they find them. So you pay for the dialer, but not the leads. We pay for the dialer, and then we'll pay for absentee owners, um, and we find that on what is it, Pioneer Data Solutions, um, absentee owners, and then expires. Would you encourage agents out there to get a dialer? Oh, absolutely. Okay, awesome. Yeah, you can't you can't dial through. A high rate without a dollar. Okay. So, I mean, How many calls? So you have an inside sales rep now. How many calls is that inside sales rep making he's, in a day? I mean, he's. It depends on the leads that we give him. So we do a lot of geo farming, um, which is just pulling up a neighborhood. Yep. Um, if he's calling like expireds and force of owners, it's going to take him a lot longer to get to the list. Yep. But geo farm, they don't answer most of the time. So a whole, you know, roll through two hundred a day. Two hundred calls. Yeah. Okay. So is that uh, just just on the geo farm? Yeah, uh, geo farm, and then absentee owners and absentee owners yeah. and absentee owners. Just that's another lead source. They'll point out to oh, the that's, audience. That's a big one too. Yeah, that huge we found. one, and especially for investments. That's so right. <laughs> if you're looking for investments for you know, yeah. uh, Stephen and I obviously do investments together. That's some of the ways we have yeah. found some investment properties. Yeah. Is through absentee owners. Owners, but that's a great way. That's with someone owns the house, yeah. and they don't live there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and a good thing to take away. I mean, it really is. I keep hitting the point, but long term. And so, if you're not thinking about following up with these people, putting them up on a drip campaign, you're never going to win because their motivation isn't generally there at the time of the call. It's going to be once they're they're ready, they know you. you Correct. Know what I mean, so we just keep following up, but we're also taking down the first call. We're taking down their email address and sending them out emails. So okay. we've, we've won a good amount of people that way. So, you know, when you look at your transactions, right, so the best way to determine, hey, where are you getting your deals from is to look at your past transactions and go, where did they come from? Right. When you look at your past transactions, where have most of your deals come from? Um, it's easy sphere um, just because yeah. they're, they're the easiest um, to work with. And, I mean, they already know you. They already like you. And they should trust you. <laughs> Most of them don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sphere is the biggest one. We do a ton of social media marketing. So if you're not good on the phones, you should still be calling people. But if you don't want to call them you know, quarterly or even more than that, um, you can still do a lot of social media marketing, which is sponsored ads or just posting organically on Facebook. And a lot of people will come that way. What do you mm. tend to post on Facebook? So give some, the audience some yeah. ideas of what um, you're posting. So you definitely <clears throat> want to be real estate related and you know personal stuff. So we have a storyline that we follow. We just post you know everything that we're doing in real estate. Um, but the big thing would be properties. So you know obviously if you're going to buy a home, you're going to want to be looking at um, houses. And so we just post houses. Online. Your current listings is what you post. current is other people's as well as long okay. as you get. Their permission. Uh, their permission. Um, now, you did where basically every listing you got, you have a video done 
of yep. the listing? Has that proven almost to be, every listing? Almost every listing. Has so, that proven to be worth it for you? Because I know you. The reason why I mention that is because right. I know you post that on social media, right. and a lot of times you sponsor that. Yeah. But has that proven to be valuable? Or honestly, that's more of a just to win the sellers over. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So we get a lot of leads just from looking good. That's, um, that's a key online. point. That's a golden nugget. Right, right but there. it doesn't it doesn't necessarily play into selling them. Yeah. It depends on what kind of market you're into. Like we're in the 150, you know, to 200 range. Right. Uh, price point. Price point. Yeah. Yep. No, that's a key point I wanted to point out is that one of the keys to your success as I've looked back over the the year, two years and nine months or whatever, is that you do such a fantastic job of making yourself look like a rock star. <laughs> and, and thank you, Kelly. Like, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but didn't you walk in like the story? And I might be butchering the story. You walk into your local bank and the yeah. bank teller knew who you are and we, you've never met them before yeah at we all. actually have that happen a lot it's, oh, it's really? kind of they open houses and stuff like that people generally know who we are but it shows how competitive the market is too because you think they would just be flowing to you and it just doesn't work that way because people don't understand real estate they don't understand commission-based uh, is that all from business. social media or are you also doing out-of-home marketing no, I mean, so our main strategy is so it's facebook social media and then we do four or five open houses a week okay. um, every Sunday. So the big part about that is we're putting up our directionals, our signs, you know what I mean? And yeah. we're holding them for other um, people in our office and even other brokerages sometimes. Think, right, think well, about so. that is you're going to do 120 transactions this year and yeah. you're still willing to do other agents' open houses. I'll be honest, that, that's where the second part of our business is coming from. Yeah, it's you crazy, know? isn't it? So, yeah, it's like the, you know, the lead sources that we're talking about, like the easy leads, they're honestly a small portion. You need them, you know what I mean, to get where you need to be, but they're a small portion. So let's business. recap this, right? So as people are following along, taking notes, right. you know, you're 35 transactions first year, 78 your second, on pace yep. to do 120. You start it with FISBOs and expireds to get you rolling, right? Right. Yep. And then you moved, and that was phone call based mainly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Then you moved very heavily and quickly, obviously, into your sphere. And you're starting to build the relationships with your sphere. You've also done a ton of different branding type ads and some direct, I don't know what you call it, like direct response type ads on right. Facebook. Um, and then you have done heavy, heavy open houses. You said you're doing four a week right yeah. now? Yeah. So heavy open houses to attract buyers to come in. Yep. Now, I want to touch on like this key point of every time you tend to talk about your lead sources you tend to go back to this idea of you got to understand it's not instantaneous. Mm, right. you got to understand it's about the long term and the yeah. value. Yeah, I mean, an example, like we have one seller we're about to put on the market, and um, we've been working her for a year and a half. So I, I went door knocking and uh, found Think her. Think about that, a year and yeah. a half. She's, she's loved us. It's it's more just like you got to find like the right people, and those are the people you follow up. Those are the ones you plug in your database. And those How do you know your, the right person? Because well, that would be a question if I'm a new agent. Yeah. Is it a little gut, or is it it's, it's more like the data person points? you can tell they're wanting to refer you out. You know, they're constantly asking questions about, you know, what to do to their property. You know, just things like that where okay. they, they want the relationship. So you don't have to work on the relationship. Gotcha. They're the ones that are reaching out to you, you know what I mean, asking you gotcha. questions. So, I mean, obviously, you want as many relationships as you can get, but those, I those are the this, nice ones. Yeah. I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast yet. Maybe I have, but um, I was watching a Tom Ferry video, okay. and he was talking about a study he did with Boomtown. And it was crazy, the correlation, which makes perfect sense, but the correlation between how many people you have in your database 
that are not just random names you buy. You can right. buy tons of names right now, but actually you have some type of a like friendship or relationship with to the correlation of the money or the sales volume you have. And it was like agents that have over 100,000 people in their database, it was like 140 million in sales volume was their okay. average. Yeah. And people who had 10,000 in their database, when keep only, in mind- We only got 4,000. Correct, so keep in mind here, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not just an acquaintance, right. it's, it's right. someone you actually have a decent relationship with. It doesn't have to be a friendship, but a decent relationship. Right. They were doing like like 40 million or something like that in sales. It was crazy. And as I was listening to him say that, I was like, yeah, of course it makes perfect sense. Your network's your net worth. Right. But it's just interesting. So what what's the what's the point I'm trying to drive home? You focus on building that database yeah. and building those relationships. We had Ricky Kruth on the yeah, podcast. I was about to mention his name. Yeah, Actually, one that, of our buyers agents was mentioning him today. Yeah. Loves him. Really, Ricky yeah, Kruth. It's like, I love that, that guy too, man. That is the business, man. It's like <laughs> it's a relationship game. Stop approaching it like it's, you know, sells, you know what I mean? Like if you don't have the value, you can't close people. So you go out, you build the relationship, and see what you can do for them. You know, that's his biggest question. Sure. What, what, what in the world can I do for you? You know what I mean? So what's been some of the biggest pain points? Like, let's talk yeah. about the pain points because There's everybody hears the story. <laughs> yeah, correct. Everybody hears the story of agents doing really well, and they hear you did 35 and 78, but they don't right. realize you lost your administrative assistant, you tried yep. to hire two, right. and you hired both the wrong people, and you had to fire them. Right. And like they, that's what people really want to know. Yeah. Like, what's been the biggest pain points? Over so that, the biggest thing first that you got to, um, I would say, take away is you have to have a vision. So you have to have goals in mind, what you want to attain. Because if you have a big vision, then the opportunities that come your way, you're going to be looking for them. And so we have tons of opportunities. Like the buyers agents that I have on my team, each and every one of them came from the person coming to me, and I was looking for that opportunity. And we've had lots of people, you know, come and want to, you know, jump on the team kind of thing. And so you're just looking for the best of the best. So if you have a big goal, you can see, you know what I mean? You're, you're out there looking for, what do I need to do to get to my big goal? You know what sure. I mean? And you're so con it's constantly on your mind. You'd miss them otherwise. Yep. So that's um, one of the main things that I've done is just constantly looking for, you know, opening my mind to the opportunity because we want to be the number one, you know, team in Lynchburg. Right. Um, is that the vision from here? That's a big, the, the big vision one. from here right now, and then the next one would be Virginia. You know, we got to yeah. take that over. So, <laughs> and then the next one, yeah. the world, no. <laughs> just spread across the country. But so, what I like about that is it's it's yeah. obtainable. Yeah, like it's a it's a smart goal that's obtainable. Yeah. Um, that's why I like about that. It's you want your 10x goal, which is world domination, right? But yeah. you want you want your smart goal too. I like yeah. that. But Galactic what, what domination. Yeah. <laughs> Galactic. Until we open up real estate on Mars. <laughs> If you got Earth covered, you got. I mean, you basically. Oh, I watched the movie The Martian the other day. Great right. movie, Matt Damon. I think in a great, <laughs> okay. great meeting. Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. No, I watched the, it on the plane. So you I mean you said the vision, but kind of what what what's been the biggest challenge? What what you know what has prevented you from getting that vision faster? Yeah, why or, weren't you number one? Yeah, yeah. You know? why was that number one? Well, we didn't want it this year. No, we didn't want it at first. No. Um, <laughs> Trying to think through some of the challenges. Obviously, um, people are the biggest uh, challenge in business. And so if you don't have, because you don't know your value once you're coming in, you just want the opportunity. You know what I mean? So mm, That's a great point. Um, you know, jumping in and trying to pull on, uh, and in, even Kelly as an assistant, you yeah. know, I don't know what 
she's supposed to be doing. You know, I don't know how to train her and everything like that. So it's it's trial by fire. But you honestly just got to push through is, is probably the biggest thing. And know, like I said, know your goal so that you, you're not going to give up. The amount of phone calls we've had where the nights that I've called you and I can tell... <laughs> You're like, I don't know why I'm doing this business. Well, just so you know, yes, think I, had, about this. I had one last, was it last, last month night? with you or something. Yeah, where like you were going to quit? Yeah, no. I wasn't going to quit, but I, I was uh, uh, on the verge of tears. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's, it's a painful business. It is. Yeah. That's good for people to know. Like yeah. closing 78 deals and still having a night where it's like. Oh, you always I, have it. Correct. You yeah. will. And the goal, but the thing is, it's like you want to get your business to a place where you have. You know, where you're not, your business is not running you and you're running right. your business. So there are strategic things you can do to make your life better. That's not what I'm saying. Like, you can always get to a place where you make it. But That's ultimately, all. life is tough. Life is hard. And the ones who make it are the ones who don't quit. Yeah. And they, ha- they have that burn the bridge mentality that they, they don't have an option to quit. They say this in marriages all the time, and I'm not one to give marriage advice, but they, they say this in marriages, right? I love you, babe. Why are you not one yeah. to give marriage Yeah, yeah seriously. It seems like, wait, what's going on? No, but they say that, like, divorce shouldn't be even an option in your mind yeah. because as soon as it's an option, like, that's what they say yeah. in terms of, because as soon as you give your option to get out, then you're, that constantly weighs on you, constantly weighs on you, constantly yeah. weighs on you, right? Mm-hmm. And so with entrepreneurship, like we went to 10X conference right. and heard the guy talk about like when you go in, you burn that ship. You yeah. do the Cortez model. You I burn really that like ship that, and yeah. you're all in. But you can't burn the ship without the vision yeah. because there's no way you're going to take a call at 8 a.m. or 8 a.m., 8 p.m. from an upset buyer or from a crazy buyer and want to continue doing that if you don't have a vision that inspires you. So let's talk a little bit then about kind of the details of what it's taken, though, to inspire that team. Right. Right? And they'll probably listen to this, so yeah, don't so say anything too no, crazy. I, I'm I, just kidding. I think, honestly, the big thing is, like, we always, when we get into real estate, every um, new agent does this. But they'll get in and they'll, they'll work hard to get their first deal, and they're really focused over two months, you know, making sure they... they get this person under contract and then mm-hmm. get them to closing and all that stuff. And they're so focused on one thing that they just, when they get that transaction closed or if it falls through, everything's done at that point. And so I've really been focusing with our buyers, trying to get them to understand, because this is what I understand business is like, we're going to have, you know, we'll have two or three deals fall through pretty much each month. I don't know if that's bad or good, but it's just mm. reality um, right now. And so we're always focused because, I mean, that's, that could be $15,000 that's coming in that's instantaneously gone. And when you're a new agent coming in, you may only have, you know what I mean? One or two. Deal. So yeah. when you get the deal, always know, I mean, celebrate everything like that, but always be looking for the next opportunity just right after that. And so Dude, we really focus on... a golden on, nugget. That is awesome. We got a new guy on our team that's crushing it, and John and... Uh, and Kayla as well, just because they're they're getting the transaction and then they're getting to the next one. They're immediately going back to farming, like right. immediately going back to toiling the soil again Absolutely. to literally get back into the grind. Yeah, and if you're a vision person, you're just the next next opportunity. What's yeah. the next big thing? You know what I love about what you just said is that you're like, you know, we'll have two to three transactions fall through. I don't know if that's good <laughs> or bad, yeah. but it's the reality. It is. What true. what I love about that is that's 
true business. <laughs> that's true entrepreneurship. You don't know. And what's great is like it leads to a point of that's where you should have a mentor. That's where you should like your yeah. broker. Hey, this is what's happening to me. What do you I see? You were yeah, me. The, I don't know that baby. <laughs> no. But the point being is like that's yeah. where that's where you add those people to your life to seek out the knowledge. But the, what I loved about it is just the attitude towards it is just like this is the reality I'm facing and I'm going to wake up every day and I'm going to adjust. You know, I love this kind of th three things we're always saying now, which is you want to take action, you want to track your results, and then you want to pivot yeah, when really it's good. not working. Then take action again, really track good. your results, pivot when it's not working. Yeah. That process is... And it's true. Yeah, I just that's the process that, of life. I just attended that conference in Charlottesville with a bunch of mega producers and it was the most encouraging thing because we're all, every single person went into that, that class and was like, I'm failing. <laughs> you know, like, like, I'm failing. And these are like $20, 30000000 million producers. And you're like, oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Even they experience it on that level. And you were just like, don't worry, guys. I got you. <laughs> I, got you. I got the answer to you. Yeah. Now, that is actually true, too. That's one of the great things about conferences is that, that having people – that you can realize that they're going through the same thing you're going through. There's no secret. We have said this all the time. Dude, yeah, talk about what we talked about last night on the phone, oh, no. which is this <laughs> idea that yeah. it's not about the creative idea, yep. that you're not going to come up. Yeah. Tell what you share with me about the... Well, that's all I was saying. It's just like we, keep, we always go into it, and we have all of these creative ideas, which creative ideas are really good. And you, honestly, if you have a creative idea for a lead, you, know, you right. want to do social media or something like that, and you've never done it before, do it. But don't give up on the things that you know are working, the models that are there. And we always just branch off from the easy models that are in place. I mean, Gary Keller freaking wrote a book, you know what I mean, for a real estate <laughs> agent. And we're out here looking like, what, how do we budget and everything like that? And there's a freaking page just literally on budgeting. And if we just followed that, then we would That's like an be so unbelievable golden nugget for anybody. Listen, yeah. that's worth the whole podcast. You are not going to reinvent the wheel. And, or don't spend your whole life trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Put into <laughs> action the wheel that's been created and then improve that wheel a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And it's just in that micro improvement that you end up building an unbelievable business. One thing yeah. that impresses me always about Steve, Steve is the CEO of this company, he created this company, is just like, I always laugh because he really doesn't come up with like the most ingenious ideas, but he's so <laughs> pragmatic. Steve's like, oh my gosh. But... That he doesn't come up with the greatest yeah. motions. It's just he's pragmatic, and he just does it, yep. and he just does the idea. It's just uh, amazing That's when true. you look at it. It's like we we. It's a constant refinement. Yes. Of of a, of a process of making something more efficient that ultimately is going to build scale. And that's that's one of the things that like if you can take what has worked, take a model that has worked, refine it to scale, that's where your success and where your growth will come from. Correct. Yep. So as you look towards your future, right, right, and you look towards building this goal of being the number one team in Lynchburg and then ultimately yep. Virginia, you know, what are some of the things that you know <laughs> you have to improve in your business today to get you there? Probably the, I mean, the most simple answer to that is honestly just letting the people or getting the people in, obviously, that are talented and then giving them the responsibility to help my team grow. So one of the things I'm realizing, you know, we, we're pulling on just crazy talented people. Our buyer's agents are amazing and Kelly's amazing. You know right. what I mean? And 
all of a sudden I'll start to see him, you know, take charge in areas, and I'm like, why did I not just give that up, you know, completely? Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm barely doing um, any contract to close, you know what I mean? Right. And I'm barely having to talk now to any of our clients throughout that process. And that was the biggest thing that was consuming all of my time. So, honestly, we probably could have got 200 transactions if I would have just been like, Kelly, you're going to take this part, and you're going to make it, you know, the simplest for me and the team. And they're going to take this, uh, you know, this part. They're going to work with all the buyers. They're going to get them to closing. They're going to give them to you. You're going to take them to closing, and we're all going to make money. You know what I mean? So it's really just giving responsibility to those who are actually talented. And then stop skipping this. Like, my biggest thing is I would always skip the steps, like with the interview process and everything like that. <laughs> I know. And you'd hire on bad people, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, That's awesome. you're having to backtrack. You know what I mean? But if you are looking for the opportunity and you do the right model, which would be, you know, take your freaking time with it. You know what I mean? This person's going to be with you, you know, for a long time if, if that's what yeah. you want. You um, know, it's always like it's an Achilles heel, like, but it's also your greatest strength. One of the things that I've looked at as I look at you over the last that. two years or so is just like your ability to just jump and do <laughs> is just wild like you're telling me you want to get on another buyer's agent on your team and i'm just like holy crap you don't have the system all the way for the the buyer's agent you have now but it's been <laughs> an amazing right. yeah. i think it's act it outweighs the con of the mistake of ah, i probably shouldn't have hired that person right i think it's outweighed now now hiring people that's maybe a little bit different but in the things like you've bought a lot of things that haven't worked <laughs> right from from people and yep. you know the people that call you and you've tried different lead generation programs and you've tried them and they haven't worked yep. and if you would have just maybe picked up the phone called me and said hey yep. you know should I do this I would say hey don't do that from a marketing perspective but what I want to basically point out to the audience is that's been one of your greatest strengths you were spending money you were making no money in the beginning no money and you decided to still pay $200 to get listing videos done. Yeah. So you decided to make less money, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, yeah. you are. That's been a constant struggle. You're not even yeah. going to eat ramen noodles, dude. You're going to eat like... <laughs> the broth. Yeah, <laughs> whatever's next. But the point being is, oh, yeah. to the audience, that has been one of your greatest strengths because if you're going to play, man, the I quote little, Mike yeah. Campanelli, our sales manager, uh, made today, it was from, oh, I can't Joe Namath, I want to mm. say. If you're if you're gonna play, play to go all the way. If not, don't play at all. Mm. Like it, and yeah. it's like in your marketing, go all the way. And everybody like Grant Cardone, Ed Milet, all these big time guys, they always say, "I just wish I would have played bigger." Mm. And what I think they mean is the same thing that Joe Namath is saying: is this, I wish that I wouldn't have played scared because it's kind of like if I'm gonna play, go all in. Does Leave that mean it all, all into your vision? Is that what you're saying? Like, I'm what saying, your goals are? Do you think your goals need to be? I mean, obviously you think you're. I'm to saying. Here, I'm saying spend the money when you don't feel like oh you want to you want to oh, I just want to test it I just want to do it yeah. too like it's people with our American Lifestyle magazine yeah right it's been instrumental in helping you right yeah people will go you know I can't do fifty of these magazines I'm going to do twenty five and they don't understand that. You're limiting yourself. Yeah. Like you're limiting yourself. Yes, is $200 money? It is money. But in the grand scheme of things, it's jump change. Yeah. And so you want to try, you people, I guess here's what I'm saying. You want to focus on saving 50 bucks when you should be focused on making $300,000. Yep. And that's what I mean by the mindset of going all in. It's like 
when you go all in, what did you tell me in the early years? You didn't have a choice. Yeah. Like you're working 20 <laughs> hour days. Yeah. yeah, you didn't have a choice. You're just, I'm not going to eat. Yeah. Because I sure as heck am not going to buy you ramen noodles. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> buy your own ramen noodles, Thank man. <laughs> but, the, but the point I'm making is yeah. when you do something, you got to have that mindset, which has been so critical to yeah. helping you. Yeah, and, then, and the want there, too. Like, so my desire, this just constantly goes back to the goals mm-hmm. and your why. You know what I mean? Yep. Because I, I want it yep. really bad. And so what, we're going to make any transaction happen. That's the uh, what most agents need to understand is, like, they let deals fall through all the time, and it's because they don't problem solve. They don't think about, hey, how what's what can I do, you know what I mean, to actually make this happen? You know what I mean? Mm. Whether or not that's buying a warranty for the the seller, whether or not that's going and fixing something yourself, you know what I mean, to make the transaction go through. Remember the uh, the guy that didn't show up to jackhammer the sidewalk? Yeah. And he didn't show up three times. That was a the, bad, the, actually, financial decision yeah. on my part. But, <laughs> but I got the deal to go through, you know. We're but out the there house jackhammering. Is, the house is not going to close unless you jackhammer the sidewalk. And who ends up doing it? Yeah. You did. You did. Jackhammer you the sidewalk? Yeah. He it, rented it a jackhammer. It, it do you need a license for a jackhammer? You, just, <laughs> you, actually, you don't need one. You just get rent. It's, what, just it's one. whatever right. it takes. But that yeah. that mindset is awesome. Uh, well, think one thing I want to point out to people. I think one thing that's helped you a ton is this vision of you're also building this rental portfolio yeah. that you are trying to. And, and Andy Dane Carter is someone we've had on the show. You guys should go listen to that podcast. But he talks about 100 doors, getting 100 doors for yourself. I think it's really critical that the real estate industry starts pointing out to real estate agents yeah. that you guys should be investing in real estate. Now, and what's I, the biggest opportunity yes. out there? You know what I mean? So it may not even be flipping properties or something like that. Yep. Maybe wholesaling, maybe correct. Uh, it's just properties. you're you're investing in your you future. I think what discourages people a lot about real estate yeah. is that you work so hard, and then but you don't have any like it. It's not coming back to you residual wise, right? Mm-hmm. Long term. Where if I just want to encourage real estate agents today to hey, you know the deals yep. better than anybody. You know the market better than anybody. Keep in mind, invest in rental properties too. Yeah. Find these deals because it's going to help you with your investors. Yeah. That's what helped you. You got a couple of how many investors you work with now? I mean, we probably have a list of like 10 investors. 10 investors you work with now that yeah. you find deals for. Yeah. But then you can get deals yourself. And it's just that, that I know has inspired you. Yeah to keep going because and that's it gives a you another long-term vision. It gives you another opportunity to talk to people as well. Correct. So, you know, we, we call absentee owners. We could do a whole other podcast on what we've learned there. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, we should get Andy on that podcast because he could teach us like... Roundtable. Yeah, roundtable. <laughs> that, that guy's a freaking beast. <laughs> but, awesome. um, but yeah, it's just like this. our script now is like, hey, we're just calling, you know, and we wanted to touch base. We saw you had a house and we're curious if you were interested in us making an offer. You know what I mean? on the property. And then the interest level is so much greater, you know what I mean? Yeah, because um, you're willing to actually make an offer. Right, exactly. They Correct. wouldn't see it in the game. And then you have another, they want too much for it. Well, we actually think we can get you that in this market. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you get them to throw that's out the really number. Ni- that's really nice. That's awesome. Hey, we wouldn't be willing to pay that. But the market, if you you have competition, you know, first time home buyer coming mm-hmm. in, you might be able to get that price. Yeah, dude. Dude, that is awesome. It's been fun just to sit here and watch. Yeah, man. yeah. You guys just... <laughs> It's, it's world domination. <laughs> now, it's what what I love about it is, you know, it's one. It's so interesting being on the marketing side and being on the side that talks to business right. owners. That you're telling them this is the stuff you should be doing to be successful. Yeah, and I've seen it work. Well, and from a marketing perspective, you can only amplify someone's 
uh, willingness and natural ability to get out there and do it. Just the hard it. work is where is where the deals yes. and the the money is coming from. Man. The marketing and everything, it's just pouring gas on the fire. That's, what That's it all is. that yep. you're doing with that stuff. So if you've got that in you, you're going to make it. Yeah. The only question then is how do you diversify your efforts? How do you lessen the amount of time that you're having to spend on getting your name out there? Right. That's where the marketing and all that social media stuff How do you stay in. consistent? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency has yeah. probably been your key. Yeah. I would say so. um, when I look at really... No, no, showing up and jackhammering a sidewalk <laughs> when a contract just cancels is the key. <laughs> That's <laughs> the Dude, key, you win relationships that way. Actually, the guy I found out after the fact, he owns like 10 rental properties. <laughs> and there, he's going to sell them to me. That's and the he, relationship. He's looking yeah. to buy a $700,000 one has a 250 that's going to sell, and then he has like 10 rentals, which is crazy. That's, I didn't know that before then. Yeah, that's so. the relationship. How many that. hours are you working a week right uh, now? I mean, I'm probably working 12 hours a day. Okay. Um, and Not probably 16? Seven, <laughs> seven days a week. That is just for Luke to yell at you yeah. tomorrow morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Things like that. Nah, I think the hustle culture yeah. it could be a detrimental culture. I don't think people understand... That's what I'm saying. I don't think that people hustling understand. for the sake of hustling. Yeah, exactly. the, the whatever it takes attitude that we talk about, those type of things is so you can build. That's why I'm passionate about talking to real estate agents about investing in properties, so you can build passive income. So one day, you will work, because I don't think people should really retire. Retire. I think your brain. I think studies probably show this, and I'm speaking before I think here, but I guarantee <laughs> you, studies show this. That that right as soon one, as but... you retire, you yeah. go downhill so much faster. I don't not want to work. I just want to have the option not to work. Right. Yeah. That's the key in life is you don't not want to work. You just want to have the option not yeah. to because that's freedom. Yeah. That's when you're able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And that's what I'm passionate about. Like you working 12 hour days, you're going to find that you're going to still work 12 hour days, yeah. but because you but love it's it, it's also different. Do what you exactly. Want. It's different now because like you're doing it for the value's sake. Like you're not, you're doing it to help people. You're not doing it, you know, you're not doing a script just because someone told you to do Correct. a script and you're trying to win someone or win a commission. It's just, honestly, it can't be about that. Yep. Like it's a value thing. And once you understand your value, then it becomes fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've but, said that actually a bunch of times. I want to point that out to me. It's understanding the value you provide. Yeah. Understand, and that helps you. And, and you can, you can be creative and provide value too. Like people just think so black and white. Like I, you know, I'll teach a CMA class and I'll be walking through someone how to do the, the CMA for a property. And they'll always just follow the exact same steps. And I just go, no, all you're doing is compiling data for this person to figure out what their property value is. It could be, you could be using Zillow. You could be using the tax parcel viewer. You can be using the MLS. You can use tons of different things to compile data. You can go to the neighborhood and look at properties. So it's not, it's not black and white. You got to open up you know, your eyes and say, what kind of value can I provide? How can I be different from other people? Dude, that's amazing. There's uh, many, many times. How many times have people ask you stuff you don't know? <laughs> well, here in this podcast, I think it's happened about 10 times. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, it happens but all the You time. know what I mean? Happens yeah. all the time. Happens all the time. Most people do what? They, they just don't know how to handle it. Right. You go, because you've shared this with me before, and this is, I think, a key differentiator between successful people and non-successful people. You go, I can figure it out. Yeah. Man. I can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And you don't know, and you go back, and you do your research, and you read, and you ask yep. questions, and you figure it out, and that is a differentiator because there are so many times people ask me things, I have no idea. And I'm not telling people... <laughs> do not say to, that on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. I'm not telling people to go and tell people stuff you don't know. 
mm-hmm. but have an attitude that you can figure it out because you can. Yeah. It's just data. You're just providing exactly. value. I will solve this problem for you. Yeah. I will solve this problem for you. And when you solve a problem for people, they want to pay you. Yeah. And believe me, I'm not very smart. So this, you can do something. I can testify to that, ladies. Yeah. No. I- <laughs> Hashtag homeschool. <laughs> Hashtag homeschool. My mom no, would be offended. My mom, she had a lot of good students, but you can't go eight for eight. You guys, like, all went to college, like, graduated college before you were 18, so I don't know. I think think you're all pretty pretty smart. Well, thanks for being here, Stephen. Dude, that was awesome, getting getting up to date on where you're at now, hearing hearing your story, your journey. How can people connect with you? How can they find you on social media? What's yeah. the name of, the, of your team and everything? Yeah, find us on Instagram, Acre Brothers. Um, Acre we Brothers. cut out the realty part because we're adding on more people. So <laughs> <laughs> um, Acre Brothers. And you can find us on Facebook, Acre Brothers Realty Team. Um, other than that, if you need, if you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to email me. And that's steven at acrebrothersrealty.com. Awesome, man. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard today here on Stay Paid, please head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Give us a five-star rating. Make sure to leave a comment. You can also find this podcast in video at staypaidpodcast.com. Do us a favor. Make sure to tell someone else about the podcast today. It really helps us spread the word. If you'd like to get a hold of me or Luke directly, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram at staypaidpodcast. We are at Reminder Media on all the other social media channels. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acree. And man, there's so many action items, I think, out of the podcast. I think you can really go back and, and listen to this podcast and have a roadmap for yourself of if you're just getting into the business or if you're struggling to generate deals, there have been some really valuable lead generation categories, I would say that you can start and and really focus in on. But I think the number one action item I want to give to people is, you know, I think you can take action on it immediately, honestly, is this idea that look at the people in your database and ask yourself this question, how am I providing long-term value for these people to build a relationship? How am I doing that? Whether you have 4,000 in your database like Steven, you're a mega producer and have 100,000, or you're just starting out and you have 50, ask yourself the question, how am I providing long-term value for these people? And if you aren't sending anything to them, that's your number one thing right away. Start sending them an email. Start text messaging them just to communicate with them. You can never get a relationship with somebody that you don't communicate with. Start communicating with them through a phone call once a quarter, a text message, an email. Start there, then start doing what Stephen talked about, which is how do you provide value? You solve problems. Figure out what their problems are, figure out what their needs are, and start figuring out solutions for them. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry that I've ever been a part of is top producers take action. They don't just listen to a Stay Paid podcast like this with Stephen and I and Josh just riffing and then go about their day. They take golden nuggets out of the podcast and they put them into action. So take action on that today.